Well, we're so thankful to have you here today at Destiny, and you're in for a special treat. Whether you're joining us online as well, we welcome you uh, into our service, and we are thrilled to have our missionaries from Brazil here with us in service today. It's been about 14, to 14, 15 months ago that you were able to be with us last, and so we're thrilled to have you. Let me uh, quickly, for those who are new to Destiny, kind of give you a quick backstory of our relationship we, uh, several years ago, I was a youth pastor, and I'm still a youth pastor today. Amen. How are you like that? And I love it. And uh, working with teens, I had, I had a great youth staff, and, and one of my members of that youth staff was Hillary, and she was one of our great leaders there. And I asked her to organize a, a trip, missions trip to Brazil, and she had contacts there and had already been. And so she uh, put together a wonderful missions trip, partnering with local churches there in Brazil. One of the local churches had a youth pastor by the name of Aldai who joined us on that trip. It was an amazing trip. We went on a two-story boat down the Amazon River, ministering from village to village, and spent some time in Manaus as well, ministering in several area churches there. It was just a wonderful trip. In that trip, our, our hearts become knitted together. We made relationships that have lasted now for our lifetime. And these two was love at first sight, whether or not you want to believe it or not, no matter what they tell you. It was love at first sight, and uh, I heard the wedding bells going off on the boat, I can tell you right now. She was saying no, and he was sweating big drops of sweat. No, Pastor G, no, Pastor G, no, no. I have to tease him every time. But uh, about a year later after that trip, they, they were uh, engaged, and, and I had an awesome opportunity to, to perform their wedding ceremony, and uh, shortly after we launched Destiny Church. They launched a church and ministry there in uh, Compassion Ministries. And, and uh, it's just, it's, I just love what God has done there out of Manaus and what God has continued to do out of your ministry, out of your heart. They're, they're more than just missionaries. They're our family. They're our family here at Destiny. Our hands extended there and we have linked spirits together. Uh, and God has really placed our hearts together for ministry. And t- today, uh, it's awesome to have you guys here. Why don't you guys go ahead and greet us and tell us, give us an update. It's been a challenging season for all of us around the world, and even more so in a country like Brazil where COVID-19 has been hitting very, very hard. Yeah, good morning. It's wonderful to be back here with you. And as Pastor Jean said, we do feel like your family. And um, we have, you know, had quite the year, as you have as well, all over the world, um, COVID-19 has just taken things by storm, and it was not what we expected for 2020. But um, we had been going back and forth between northern and southern Brazil with some some, um, Bible school things we were doing there. And in January, we moved back to our home base of Manaus, and we'd finished the work in southern Brazil, and we were excited for what was to come. And then March hit, you know, like it did here as well, and things shut down, and um, we just began to enter into a season that especially on the mission field is extremely challenging. Um, there's so many people don't have the ways to connect that we do here in the United States. And so we began to, to, to brainstorm of how we can connect with these people, um, even though it's very difficult. And so we did church online and all of those things as well, but we also began to write devotionals and begin to write studies. And we have small groups, and it's about seven people only in the group, seven, eight people. We try to keep it small so that they can really connect. And so we were feeding these leaders so that they could be in contact with the, the people in their groups. And we, um, in the midst of all of this, we ended up um, losing our church building. And um, it's a long story, and there's many pieces to it. It wasn't just because of COVID, but 
we ended up not having a building. And although services were able to return in September, we have not been able to meet except for online and just in small groups because of that. And um, we spent that time as well, unable to reach our missions bases on the river. Um, the rivers were completely closed. No boats were allowed. Um, and so trying to keep into contact with them as well and find out how they were doing it just was a very challenging season. But there was so much grace in the midst of it. We also had the opportunity to um, feed 80 families monthly with food baskets and hygiene baskets. And then also our Casa dos Fios, which is our children's program that we have for low-income children. There's 40 children involved, and we've been able to, on top of that, to get them all food baskets and to have special things. We have people donating toys to them and different things through this hard time. And so God has been very gracious um, in the midst of it. But I didn't mention this this morning in first service, and I had forgotten, but something really cool that happened during this time of COVID is we have a project called the Hosea Project, and we work with people who are enslaved to prostitution. And during this time, we weren't able to go out and evangelize like we always do every week. And um, the place where we had been evangelizing for the last couple of years is in front of one of the most well-known brothels in the city. And it's been there for 40 years. And so we switched our evangelizing to just really intense prayer. And that, that was about all that we could do. And we found out about a month ago that that brothel closed down after 40 years. So that was very exciting and to us because we've just, you know, for 13 years, um, I have been involved in this kind of work. And so um, it's just to see God's hand in the midst of a pandemic and in the midst of difficulties and um, things that have been going on to see a light shine um, in the midst of that. But <clears throat> when things get back, we'll have to find another spot. So we're glad about that. But it's been, it's been an interesting journey. And um, we were talking to Pastor Gene last week and telling him about our building issues. And we have been for a couple of months trying to find building, just couldn't find the right one, didn't have the funds, all of those things. And he was sharing with us about your exciting building adventure that you're getting ready to go on. And um, the day after we sat and talked, we got a phone call and we have a building. So we're excited to get back. <laughs> That's awesome. I told him, I said, uh, you know, when we were talking, I just really felt peace of the Lord just, just to confirm in them that meant just be, be at ease. God's got the building for you already. God's going to continue to bring it to you. If I'd have been a real prophet, I'd have told you tomorrow morning when you wake <laughs> up, but I didn't. But uh, anyway, we're, we're so glad to have you guys. Aldayi, my brother from another mother, please greet us today and, uh, and tell, us, tell us an update. Bom dia, é muito bom estar de volta aqui com a família. Good morning, it's great to be back with family. Encontrar os amigos. To see my friends. Um, tem sido um ano muito desafiador para todos nós. It's been a very challenging year for all of us. É, é interessante que um, a, gente, a gente estuda sobre pandemias, e pandemias não é algo... Um, Não é novidade na história da humanidade. And so it's interesting because we study about pandemics, and pandemics aren't anything new in the history of humanity. Uh, e também na história da igreja, não é algo novo. Né? And also for the history of the church, this isn't any, something new. Mas há uma diferença entre entender e passar por tudo isso. But there's a difference between understanding that and going through that. 
E, então tem sido um ano desafiador para todos nós ah, Particularmente Deus tem ah, me ensinado muitas coisas nesse tempo Ao mesmo tempo que isso nos traz insegurança, um medo At the same time that this brings insecurity and fear, uh, Deus tem usado esse tempo para expor os nossos corações. Né? God has used this time to expose our hearts. Uh, para de fato conhecermos e entendermos quem de fato nós somos nele. So that we will know and understand who we are in Him. Uh, e, e o interessante em meio a tudo isso. So é what's interesting in the midst of all of this? Que Deus tem nos ensinado a valorizar o que precisa ser valorizado. Is that the Lord has been teaching us to value what needs to be valued? Uh, durante a nossa jornada, nós nos distraímos, valorizamos tantas coisas que uh, são passageiras. So many times throughout our journey, we are distracted by things that are fleeting. Uh, coisas que são até são boas, são importantes para nós. Things that are good and are important to us. Mas que não eh, merece tanto valor qual nós damos. But they don't deserve as much value as we give to them. Então uma coisa que Deus tem nos ensinado nesse tempo. So one of the things God has taught us in Eu this tenho time, aprendido particularmente isso. I have specifically learned this. Valorizar o que precisa ser valorizado. So value what needs to be valued. Colocar os nossos olhos naquilo que é eterno. To put our eyes on that which is eternal. Ah, eu não mencionei isso de manhã, é, no primeiro culto. I didn't mention this in first service. Deus tem me ensinado muito, inclusive algumas palavras tem Deus tem me dado em relação a isso. And so God has been teaching me. He's been speaking some words to me about ah, this. É, entender o que é concreto, o que é real. To understand what is concrete and what is real. Ah, nós confundimos muito isso. We confuse that a lot. Mas a soberania de Deus nesse tempo. But the sovereignty of God in these times. Tem nos ajudado a entender o que é isso. Has helped us to understand that better. Ah, que algumas coisas são passageiras e não merece tanta nossa devoção. Some assim. things are fleeting and they don't deserve our devotion. Mas o que precisa ser valorizado. But what needs to be valued. Precisa ser recuperado em nossos dias. Needs to be recovered in our days. Amen. We're so glad to have you and of course you have your Two children here with us. It's good to have Addison with us. Addison, we're, we're glad you're here. I told her in the first service she left here a young girl and she come back a young lady. So I've got I've got the uh, she's growing really tall, getting very tall. And I, I was I was thinking the, the Lord gave me a word for you, uh, Aldei, that he, he's always trained a lot of UFC fighters. And so <laughs> he helps train UFC guys. Had a guy over here one one time uh, had just fought on Fox and UFC, and we had a chance to meet him. Uh, but uh, make sure you're training because you're going to keep the boys away from this girl right here, right? <laughs> keep all them boys away. You let me know. Your Uncle Gene will be there fast, okay? Of course, Liam's in the back with the uh, children, and uh, he'll be performing in our children's program as well. He's joining that team, and, and uh, we're excited to have him. This is always a beautiful family. Good to have you guys. One more time, let them know you're welcome them here today. Today, we thought that we would uh, come together. Last time they were here, we did this, and we had such a good time doing it. We thought we would do it again. Uh, kind of a pastor's table. We, we, we talk and we communicate a lot, and we thought we'd open up this conversation to you and let you see what pastors do when we're together. And besides cutting up and, and joking and laughing, we also talk a lot about uh, you know the, the state of the people, the state of the church, the state of uh, people's attitudes. Just, there's not a lot of difference between culture here and culture there when it comes to church that people seem to deal with some of the same issues, some of the same attitudes, some of the same things that keep us back. And so we're in the middle of this transformation series here at Destiny. And I, I believe that one of the hardest things for people to understand is that we experience such great transformation 
when we accept Jesus Christ. And so when we accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we are transformed right away. My future is transformed. My sin has become transformed. My relationship, I'm automatically brought, adopted into the family of God. My, my, my status has changed. My whole life has been transformed in an instant. I mean, we experience so much transformation the moment we surrender our life to Jesus. But after that, I think it's the, the average person who follows Jesus doesn't always comprehend or want to comprehend the fact that transformation is just not a one-time thing of salvation, but it's a lifelong journey that every believer should be on at transforming. And I don't know if it's because we've, we've given so much message of grace that we hide behind the grace theme, or we just, we just haven't acknowledged it. Maybe we haven't done a good job as pastors of communicating it. But it's important that people understand that there's a transformation journey that he has for every single believer in the church. I think that one of the things that is most gratifying as a pastor is to find someone that's growing in the faith. Uh, e, e é interessante que o trabalho de Jesus com os discípulos tem esse estágio também has this stage as well. de ver eles crescendo a stage né? of growth. Uh, há uma jornada ali de, do início até o fim a journey of the beginning to the end uh, e eu sempre comparo isso com o estágio da vida do homem and I like to compare this with the stage of stages of life of man uh, naturalmente Uh, basicamente o um homem tem três estágios na vida, né? Naturally, basically, man has three stages in life. Uh, o momento que uh, da infância. Their infancy. Uh, o momento da adolescência. Um, the time of being an adolescent. E o momento de adulto, de maturidade. And then the time of being an adult, of being mature. No tempo da infância. But in infancy. Uh, nós somos totalmente dependentes. We're completely dependent. Nós não escolhemos nosso nome. We can't choose our own name. Nem o que comer. We don't even choose what we eat. Nós estamos ali totalmente dependentes. We're né? completely dependent. Ah, e a primeira lição que a gente aprende aí, esse, that we learn here é que nós aprendemos a obedecer. Is we learn to obey. De modo receptivo. From a receptive way. Nós aprendemos a obedecer. Essa é a primeira lição. That's the first lesson. Ah, toda vez que eu, eu, eu leio aquela passagem que Jesus ah, fala que das crianças é o reino de Deus. Every time I read the passage where Jesus says that um, the little children there is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, é, se nós sermos como crianças. That we should be like children. É, nós aprendemos a, é, a recebermos de modo a obedecermos de modo receptivo. It, I really I read that and I think about the fact that we learn to obey from a receptive way. We nós, receive that understanding of obeying. Nós precisamos aprender a viver assim. We have to learn to live that way. Mas tem um segundo estágio. But there's a second stage. O estágio da dependência, da independência. The stage of independence. Uh, o estágio da adolescência. The adolescent stage. O, onde é, eu sei tudo. Where I already know everything. Uh, eu acho que quem é pai de adolescente sabe o que eu estou falando. You know você já foi um também. And you were a teenager as well. Uh, onde você tem, uh, você tem, você se sente autêntico. You feel like you're the authentic one. Você sabe uh, 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 o que você quer fazer. You know what you want to do. Você quer independência. You want your independence. Uh, uma vez eu conversando com alguns pais One time I was to some parents, eu falei assim, olha, adolescência é um momento curto de loucura calma 
adolescent stage is a short, crazy time. Ah, e ele falou, ainda bem que é curto. And the father said, I'm glad it's just short. <laughs> então, é, é, tem esse, esse, é, esse estágio onde de, nós somos independentes. And so we have this stage where we want to be independent. Nós queremos, nós achamos que nos conhecemos. We think we know everything. Nós temos um estilo. We have our own style. Nós temos uma identidade. We have our identity. Mas logo chega a fase de adulto, né? E nós aprendemos uma coisa. Que a independência não é tão boa assim. Isn't so great. Na, nós precisamos caminhar para a maturidade. We need to e para ser maduro, nós precisamos entender que nós precisamos precisamos entrar no estágio da interdependência. And so to become mature, we need to understand that we have to come into the stage of interdependence. Uh, que nós não somos completos sozinhos. That we're not complete just by ourselves. Nós precisamos uh, das virtudes das pessoas. We need the virtues of other people. Uh, e assim como né, no modo natural da vida do homem. And so just like in this natural stages of man's life. Assim é na vida espiritual. It's the same way in your spiritual life. Você nasce, you're born again, você é totalmente dependente. You're totally dependent. Aí chega uma fase da tua vida que você se sente independente, você acha que conhece tudo. And then the stage comes where you feel like you're independent, you know everything already. Você tem sua relação com Deus. You have your relationship with God. Você não precisa de ninguém. And you don't need anybody else. E logo você sai disso e entra na maturidade que é natural que você entender que você precisa da independência. Naturally, you should enter into the mature stage of adulthood and understand you need interdependence. Mas uma das maiores dificuldades que nós enfrentamos hoje. But one of the most difficult things that we face today. É que algumas pessoas pararam nesses estágios. Is that there are people who have gotten stuck in these stages. Alguns cristãos são eternos infantis. There are Christians who are eternal infants. E alguns são eternamente adolescentes. And some are eternal teenagers. <risos> Nós paramos nesse estágio da vida. We've stopped in these stages of our lives. Nós não avançamos para maturidade. And we haven't advanced to maturity. E por causa disso. And because of that. Nós lutamos e nos cansamos em guerra que não deveríamos lutar. We we fight and we battle in wars that we shouldn't be fighting. Eu acho que esse é o grande desafio que nós temos hoje. I think that's the big challenge we have today. You know if our children became teenagers but still act like babies, we would know that something's wrong. And we would take them to doctors and professionals to find out why are they not maturing. But as Christians, we don't ever we are afraid to call each other out. We're we're afraid to say Oh, you need to grow up. Well, that person's going to get offended, quit yeah. church. Well, that person's going to stop, you know. So we get really easy. We can, if we're not careful, we can very easily create an atmosphere to allow someone who's spiritually unhealthy to sit there and they're unhealth for decades. And that's why I believe, you, you know, here in our heart is we, we don't want that. We don't want that. We want people who are spiritually stuck to say, no, I've got to grow. And You know, it's something that we should all be aspiring to. I love, I think Paul says it best in Hebrews 5, 12, and 13. I think just about every pastor I know could probably have wrote this verse. And he was talking to the churches he was planting. And he said, hey, by now you've been believers so long, now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. 
You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Man, right right there, it's something I believe. Now, this, this message is not to those who have recently given your life to Jesus. But I, I, I see two things happen. I'll see those who are saved, transformed, and right away they come to me and are like, man, I'm ready to start preaching, I'm ready to start doing this and that, and I'm always, I'm always I, don't, I don't want to hurt their enthusiasm, right. but I'm so, I say to them, like, you know, let's, let's, let's work on your testimony. You know, you can share your testimony. You should be learning to share your testimony. You can stand in public and share your testimony. You can share your testimony with one person. So we should all, that's the very first thing we should be learning to do is to cultivate our testimony and be able to share with others how Jesus has changed our life. And then we have the most who are on the extreme opposite, whereas they never get beyond that point. You know, they, they never desire to teach anybody else. They never desire to share their testimony. They never desire. And so I think there's got to be an awakening in our spirits and in our minds, especially in the day we're leading and living in, that we've, we've got to be transformation. We've got to be a church. Listen, we will never reach the next generation without transformation of the Holy Spirit. Right. They don't want to play church. Right. They want to be about a church who's being Jesus, not talking about being Jesus. They want a church right. that's going to go out and actually feed the hungry, is going to go out and, and go after the kid who is adopted, those who are foster and left behind. They want a church that's going to do the cause of Jesus, and then they want a church who's going to preach the truth as, ma- as much as it hurts. They want to hear the truth because it's the truth that sets free. And so we've, we've got to, you know, this is the generation that's coming along. And if we don't, if we continue to embrace a complacent Christianity, then we're going to lose the next generation. Well, I was, just, I was thinking about this, this question of transformation and what it, what it takes and why maybe we don't do that. And um, I, I was looking at just the situation we went through now with the pandemic and we're still in it. But we could really see a difference, um, almost a dividing line between those who really are seeking maturity and are wanting to learn more about Jesus and to know him more and those that allowed this time just to pull them away even further from the things of the Lord and church and things. And we had produced so much material and trying to get into their hands and having online classes um, during this time and, and whoever wanted you know to learn more and to be deeper in the Lord. And it's been amazing to see that this pandemic time for some has been an incredible time of maturity. They have grown so much because they had the time to, to do and to study and to know Jesus in ways that they didn't prior. But those who didn't have that desire, you know, just seemed to get further and further and further away. And one of the things that I was contemplating on between services actually is that um, what we talked, what the last song was that we were singing about the fact that you know, sometimes our eyes get so focused on what's going on right here that we lose sight of eternity. And I think that when the transformation comes and the maturity comes, the more we fix our eyes on eternity and on Jesus. Because if we allow the things of this world to pull us away and we are looking around at all of this and we get so focused on it, we're not going to grow. You know, we're going to become stagnant, stagnant and we're going to go backwards in our faith because it all looks so scary and impossible. And, but when we keep our eyes focused on eternity, on Jesus, the transformation continues to happen independent of what's going on around us. Um, uma, das, uma das coisas que 
essa pandemia nos mostrou One of the things that this pandemic showed us uh, o problema que nós temos com o nosso ego né? was the, is the problem we have with our egos um, nós eh, olhamos e, e tentamos fazer as coisas a partir de nós mesmos we look at things and we try to do things based on ourselves uh, e isso quando eu falei que uh, essa situação nos expôs and so when I said earlier that this situation has exposed us e isso é assustador para muitos it, it might shock some of you <risos> isso acaba porque nós temos dificuldade de nos perceber because we have a hard time um, perceiving or realizing who we are uh, e nós aca acabamos usando um, algumas coisas Uh, uh, o caminho que Deus nos dá como uma graça, né? And so we end up using some things, things that God has given to us, um, like grace. Não como um caminho de transformação. And instead of using it as a pathway to transformation, nós usamos como uma proteção do nosso ego. We've used it as a protection for our egos. Nós usamos a graça de Deus de uma forma muito errada. We use the grace of God in a very incorrect way. Uh, e, e, e aí nós ficamos presos em nós mesmos so né? uh, e, e, e vai prolongando essa adolescência espiritual and, and uh, nós sempre exigindo nossos direitos uh, nossos lugares place, nosso ego no centro de tudo uh, e continuando pessoas imaturas so nós temos dificuldade de crescer nós uh, temos dificuldade de entender uma coisa que o caminho da maturidade That the pathway to maturity é perder a sua vida para encontrar depois. Means that you lose your life to find it later. E, mas nós não queremos perder. We don't want to lose it. Porque nós estamos inseguros. We're insecure with ourselves. Nós falamos sobre Jesus. We talk about Jesus. Mas parece que nossa vida se resume nisso aqui. But it seems like our lives are uh, are in the totality of our lives is just right here. Nós falamos sobre a eternidade We talk about eternity, como algo utópico. And it seems like it's something utopic. Ou algo incerto. Or something not certain. Por quê? Why? Porque nós estamos presos em nós mesmos. Because we're imprisoned in ourselves. E, e eu acho que um, essa pandemia, so I think this pandemic, essa situação, situation veio nos expor. Came to expose nós percebemos algo. So that we can realize something. Que nós entendemos como real. So that we can understand what it is we truly believe is real. O que, que é realidade? What is reality to us? Onde nós estamos presos? Where are we imprisoned at? Quais as desculpas que nós estamos usando? And what are the excuses we are using? E que medo nós temos de perder a nossa vida? And why do we have fear to lose our lives? Sabe, isso é desafiador. So it's a challenge. Eu, 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 eu lembro um momento de oração no uma noite lá em Manaus. I remember praying one night in Manaus. E, e o medo é algo natural do homem. And you know, fear is something natural in man. Ah, mas quando o medo começa a se internalizar, But when the, this fear is internalized, ele começa a dominar as nossas ações. It begins to dominate our actions. As nossas percepções. Our perceptions. Nós começamos a nos cansar por isso. And we get tired because of it. Eu lembro uma vez orando. And I remember praying one time. Ah, sobre a situação About this whole situation. eu falei com o Senhor que eu estava com medo And I told the Lord I was uh, e não era um medo natural And it wasn't fear. e eu lembro o Espírito Santo falando comigo And I the Holy to me. Uh, seu maior medo 
é que você é inseguro sobre a eternidade. He said your greatest fear is your insecurity about eternity. Você ama muito a sua vida agora. You love your life how it is right now. E a eternidade se tornou apenas uma imaginação. And so eternity becomes an imagination. E isso foi algo muito forte para mim. This was very strong. E isso mostra que eu ainda precisava crescer em maturidade muito na minha vida. And so it was showing me that I still needed to grow in maturity. E, e, e esse é desafiador, isso é a realidade às vezes a nossa da igreja. And so this is the reality many times of the church. It's good. I think that, you know, the problem you're hitting on in a second ago with grace is that we we want to Say, well, I, my mistakes, my bad habits, my immaturity is covered by God's grace, mm -hmm. and it is. But the fact is, we use that for an escape goat, not to transform. Right. You know, and when you have, and this, what should happen when you truly have a true definition of God's grace and revelation of what that means in my life, that in spite of me, in spite of my failures, in spite of my immaturity, in spite of the many times we've all blown it, His grace covers me. That should propel me now to say, right. I want to transform to be more like Jesus. Right. I want to transform. I want to spend the rest of my, my living days transforming into the image of Christ because what, how much grace he's given me. That's when you understand the real meaning of grace. Not that I can live guilt-free. That's the first step. But then I can also live my life propelled to right. say, I'm ready to transform. That he gave it all. I want to give it all. All my life belongs to Jesus. And I think that's where, in America at least, we've, we've hyper-preached grace so much to make people feel comfortable that we, we haven't challenged them now to transform. And I think that's the thing. You know, one of, one of the scriptures, you have something you want to add to that before I do that? Well, I was just going to say that I think that we forget um, this in, the stage of infancy where You know, in the natural realm, we're teaching our children to obey. We're teaching them to mess up. We give them grace. We pick them back up. We wipe them off. We wipe off their tears and say, no, don't do that again. And I think that as we get older in our lives and spiritually, and we forget that. And so that's where that the kind of the letting grace try to continue to allow me to live this way. We've forgotten that just as parents, we don't want our children to continue to put themselves in harm's way or to continue to do something that's not good for them. You know, we forget that for ourselves, you know, and then we want to say, oh, it's okay because I have Jesus. Um, and so I think some of us need to go back and remember, you know, some of those initial principles of life and of faith and apply it, you know, as we've been 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the faith. Uma coisa rápida, assim, eu, quando eu vejo um falso entendimento da graça que leva uma vida totalmente destruída. And so something that I wanted to add is that I see that when people have a false understanding of grace, it causes them to live a de destroyed life. Quando eu falo uma vida destruída, And when I say a destroyed life, eu estou falando de uma vida é, é, destruída como você sem, materi sem material, sem coisas para viver, não é isso. I'm not talking about a destroyed life where a person's living without material things or living without what is good. Mas uma falsa da But it's because they have a false perception of reality. Uh, e aí, 
uh, algo para proteger o nosso ego, como mencionei. And so many times we use grace as something to protect our egos. Uh, para nós uh, vivemos com a consciência limpa que está bem viver assim. So that we can live with a clean conscience that it's okay for me to live this way. Mas a graça é uma possibilidade que o Senhor abre para transformação. But grace is the possibility that God gives to us for transformation. Se não houver mudança e transformação, If there's not change and transformation happening, a graça se tornou apenas um, uh, uma anestesia para nós para não sofrermos tanto até morrer. If we don't have that transformation happening, then grace has just become anesthesia so that we don't feel ourselves dying. Oh, that's good. Amen. Turn your neighbor say that's that's good that's good word right there. <laughs> that's good stuff. I, I love the scripture that we've been reading almost every week. Let's go ahead and re reference it again in Romans 12:2. Let's say it together. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So, you know, if we're, in, if we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, I believe it goes back to something we talked about even last time we talked about 15 months ago. We made a statement about the, one of the biggest struggles with this generation that we're dealing with is that everybody believes my truth is the truth. And just because I believe something to be true doesn't make it true. So where do we gauge truth from? And of course, there's only one place that we can gauge truth. It's not my opinion or, or their opinion. It's God's written word. Right. This is the only way. Listen, otherwise, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got, got a way of saying it. And so, but people will continue to say, well, I believe. And so this is my truth. This is my truth. And I've embraced my truth. And my truth makes me feel comfortable. My truth doesn't push me to transform. My truth allows me to stay here because, you know, well, God's grace is for me. God is all love for me. You know, and we take all those messages to, to believe that God is putting his stamp of approval on my lifestyle. God's putting his stamp of approval on my actions. God's putting his stamp of approval on my, uh, you know, being a child still in the faith. And, and he's okay with me being a child still. Even though I've been saved for 20 years, he's okay with me still being an infant on spiritual milk. And that's not true. It's not true because the word of God says, by now, you should be eating meat, not spiritual milk. You should be eating meat. You should be teaching. You should be flowing. You should be casting out demons. You should be able to share your testimony. I mean, you guys should be able to do these things, as some of you are, but some people were kind of stuck right there at that spiritual stage. And this is why this series on transformation is so, so true. What I believe, what I believe about myself, what I believe others have said about me, what I believe is coming to me as truth, I must know The truth in order to be transformed. Um, a vida. Deus quer filhos crescidos. God wants, God wants grown children. Um, e existe essas fases da vida que eu mencionei. And so, as I mentioned, the phases of life. Um, e, e a vida cristã precisa seguir essa forma natural. And so, our Christian life has to follow this natural path. E a graça de Deus está aí em nós. And the grace of God is in the midst of that. Mas nós precisamos entender uma coisa. So we have to understand something. Uh, nós temos um inimigo muito presente em nós. We have an enemy and he is ever present with us. E somos nós mesmos, o nosso and, ego. And it's ourselves many times, our ego. 
nós não percebemos o quanto isso nos impacta de perceber a verdade. And we don't realize how many times we ourselves keep us from understanding the truth. Mas isso que o evangelho faz em nós. But this is what the gospel does in us. Quando o evangelho entra em nossas When vidas. When comes into our lives, vem destruindo tudo. It comes and destroys all of that. Mudando a nossa percepção Changes das coisas. Isso é uma loucura para, um, para uma geração a qual nós vivemos. And this is craziness to the generation we live in. Onde nós relativizamos tudo. Where everything is relative. Cada um tem sua verdade. Everyone has their truth. E nós vivemos um tempo onde nós precisamos respeitar essas verdades para viver muito bem. And so we live in a time where everyone has to respect everyone else's truths to live well together. Ah, nós precisamos respeitar opiniões do ser humano. We have to respect everyone's opinion. Mas a verdade só tem uma. But the truth, there's only one. Isso que faz o cristianismo diferente. And that's what makes Christianity different. O Senhor, se você serve a Jesus, If you serve Jesus o Senhor não te chamou para respeitar verdades relativas. God did not call you to respect relative truths. Deus te chamou para anunciar a verdade. He calls you to announce só the truth. Porque só a verdade nos liberta. Because only the truth will set you free. Só a verdade nos liberta. Only the truth will set us free. Eu, eu, nós nos acostumamos com anestesias e viver com o velho homem. We have become accustomed to the anesthesia of living with our old man. Uh, e entender esse fal essa falsa harmonia da sociedade. And, and, and to live this false harmony in society. A mensagem de Jesus no, no Sermão do Monte. The, the message of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. É um desafio à vida da contracultura do tempo que vivemos. It is a, a challenge to live the life in a counterculture that we live. Uh, é um desafio a viver com a vida com a mente transformada. It's a challenge to live with a transformed life. Eu amo que o C.S. Eu amo que o C.S. Lewis fala. I love what C.S. Lewis says. Ele fala que e, e, Jesus não veio melhorar o teu velho homem. He says Jesus didn't come to make your old man better. Ele veio matar o teu velho homem. He came to kill your old man. Porque existe uma realidade nova. Because there exists a new reality. Nova criatura. A new creature. E, ele, e, e, e Jesus não quer parte de você. And so Jesus doesn't want just a part of you. Porque no evangelho não existe negócio. Because in the gospel there's no negotiation. Mas nós amamos tanto a nossa vida. But we love our lives so much. Que nós nos esquecemos. That we forget. Que a vida, o caminho para a maturidade é viver para além de si mesmo. É render sua vida. É a alegria de render sua vida para algo além de você mesmo. É aprender que você só ganha vida perdendo. Se nós não entendermos isso, If we can't understand that, nós nos tornamos cristãos culturais. Then we become cultural Christians. Com uma linguagem, we have the language, nós temos o jeito, we have the, the way, mas nós não somos novas criaturas. But we are not new creatures. Ou, Or, eternos adolescentes. We become eternal teenagers. That's good. That's good. I love what you said there, and, and I think it's important as we get ready to close is that as we talk about, you know, this generation believes, you know, so many different 
belief systems. It's important, if we're going to see transformation, is that we continue to declare differences. I show, Jesus showed respect, but he declared, I am the way. And as a transforming church, we got to be clear that we don't, even though we embrace all and we love all, we still declare that many roads lead to destruction, but there's only one way that leads to heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. That truth cannot die. That truth cannot be blurred. Otherwise, we'll see no transformation. We're just making people feel good about their truth. And we're not leading people to the transformational truth that Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way, the only way, the only way. And if you're listening on, online today, we want to invite you even where you're at today. I believe there's people that are here in this discussion and you stumbled on our, our broadcast today, but the Holy Spirit destined for you to hear this message today because you've been looking for truth. You've been searching for truth. And I believe today that he has brought you to hear this word that Jesus Christ is the transforming truth. You've tried different things. You've tried different lifestyles. You've tried different things to be addicted to. You've had other things in your life and nothing is bringing you joy. It brings you temporary joy and temporary peace, but it only leads to more confusion in your life. Only leads to more emptiness in your life. And today, you've been hearing the transformation word that Jesus Christ transforms your life. And so I invite you, even as you listen to us today, to repeat this prayer after me if you're ready to give your life to Jesus. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I surrender all of my life to you. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many today have been blessed by this word? Have you received this word today? Yes. 